Hello, and welcome to Why Do You, a podcast designed to explore the inner motivation behind why it is you do whatever it is you do. Why do you do you? On today's episode, I talked to one of my newest close friends, Ricky Lobby. Ricky came into my life about four years ago, as the two of us were in Panama, receiving adult stem cell therapy. She's an amazing musician, occupational therapist, and overall enthusiast for life. I always feel so much better every time I finish talking with her. Join us as we again discuss why it is we do what it is we do. Okay, well it's official now. We're we're gonna begin, Ricky. Yes. There we go. Is it going, Blake? Okay. Officially, we just start after lots of technical difficulties. Now I can't hear you if you're talking to me. You can't hear me at all. I can't hear you. Um. Gosh. Nothing. Still. Nothing. Uh, about now. There. Oh, there we go. Oh, wait, there. I hear you. I got you. I got okay. you. I got you. Do you still Hi. do? Yeah, I got okay. you. Okay. Okay. This is definitely. My volume okay. was down. <laughs> I think that this is uh, seven or eight episodes in, and this is probably by far the most technical difficulties we've ever had. I'm sorry. It's because of me. No, it's, it's not you. But either way, it's good to see you, and I'm glad we're talking. Uh, I remember talking to you about doing this in December and every there's been a few people that have kind of like pushed me closer and closer to the edge of doing it. I think you were the final one that gave that push of encouragement. So I appreciate it. I feel like it's, I feel like it's always, it was always in you. I feel like it could have been anyone. I was just the last in line. No, but, and, and so then to kind of, parlay that into what I even wanted to talk to you about. It's kind of like uh, just about being pushed, period. It's kind of like um, like our history period is we just met in Panama. We were both down there getting treated at the Stem Cell Institute in Panama. And you're one of those people that I remember just meeting and knowing there's just some sort of serendipity in our meeting and somehow we're going to just continue a road together, which I don't know. I don't know if you felt that way exactly, but a hundred percent. I really did. Yeah. Like, and yeah, Blake said it's romantic, but there's so many people in my life that that's happened to, but, uh, I don't know. I just think that's something, a quality that we need to, just as people recognize more that uh, be very open and conscious of these people that are put in our lives for reasons and uh, to try and take, remember that and not take advantage of it, but just like not take it for granted, basically. Or take advantage of it in all the best or take ways. <laughs> well, yeah, but Why so. Why not, you know? <laughs> so then, I, yeah, I guess if I was to say what I took advantage of was that that was like an extremely uh, big point in my life where I just started having to 
rely on uh, a breathing machine. And I had just, like, a year or two prior stopped being able to play the keyboard. I stopped being able to sing my own songs. And it was kind of like music was such an important part of my life. I was, like, going to continue it. And you're one of those people that right upon meeting you just were like, here, I'm going to lend my voice to you and whatever you want to do with it. And it's been just another push to keep music in my life and also show the, uh, just the kind of, um, goodwill that people just generally could have towards people and lending them their talents and pieces of themselves. And I don't know, not trying to boost you up too much, but no, no, you can, I was going to say to knock myself down a little bit, no, I have I mean, to, you know, to make me seem less angelic, although I did lend myself and love, you know, giving people my voice in whatever way they want to use it. It's not altruistic entirely. In fact, most of it is not because for me, similarly to you, using my musical um, expression, singing, yeah. it's something that's so deeply important to my my existence, really, it's it's one of the my major mediums. How how do I give love? How do I show love? How do I express who I am? So mm -hmm. it's definitely wasn't just for you. It was just as much for me as it was for you. Well, um, yeah. <laughs> and I think it's important that we recognize those fires that are inside us. You know, it can't sound so egoic, but I remember I remember sitting in the autumn with you and you told when I explained to you that I was a musician, blah, blah. And one thing I thought that was so cool about you was you had this confidence and not, you were like, you know, I, I know people probably say they could sing, but I really can't sing, Ryan. And <laughs> like, <laughs> I, and I, I remember. remember just thinking like, that's I remember. so confident. And I, I like, had no doubt you were telling me the truth when you said that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've met some amazing people who kind of, they say, yeah, I love singing or I have a talent for singing. And I'm like, cool, let me, you know, and then I hear them and it's like, oh, yeah, I'm so glad you're doing that. I'm so yeah. glad that you're singing. <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean, everybody funny. I didn't remember should, that. Yeah, I remember really kind of like having a mental check of like, I believe her and I'm sure this will be something amazing. Beautiful. Beautiful. But yeah, like, uh, so the last time I talked to the last guy I had on, one thing we talked about that was so cool and I thought about when we would have our discussion is when I go to that institute, uh, the, this stem cell institute, um, one thing that's special in, in, in everyone you meet there is every single person that you meet that is going there they're wanting to continue and improve their health. And uh, there's something just so cool about that experience that I've gone through with that is that you do make a decision. There's a decision when you go somewhere like that or go to the gym or whatever, you're, you're making a decision to that you enjoy life and you want to uh, 
improve it and keep going. Optimize, and, you know, optimize the quality of it. Yeah. And, and, you know, like not to, I mean, I was given the, the most, the, the craziest opportunity of my life when I was given the chance to go and be treated with stem cells and be the first person with Duchenne to do that in the world. And uh, I remember it just didn't even seem like the choice. It seemed like just a no-brainer. But when I look back, it, it the more people that have expressed to me how brave I was or whatever for doing it, and I don't believe there's any bravery to it, but the one thing I do have taken stock in is that it. I'm glad to now know that it, it's... At the time, it did seem like a no-brainer, but the choice to continue living and to continue to be able to pursue it is something that I've really taken to heart and, and taken had to rethink about. I, I guess the big, the big, grand scheme is why I wanted to continue, and you know, music's a big part of that. But friendships and and also these serendipitous meetings, like meeting with you and just all, I mean, I don't know. I, when I, I, I did, I started all this when I was 22 and I'm 36 now. Yeah. And I just think about all the life that I've lived since. Yeah. And it just, it, it, I swell with emotion thinking that that wouldn't have happened. That I wouldn't have been able to continue and, and be a part of this second chance I've been given so yeah I don't know yeah yeah it's beautiful it's beautiful and another something that you said that really resonated with me was you know when I think on what when I I think in a couple different ways what drives people to want to go on and what drives people to want to kind of capture life Mm -hmm. by the reins and go and there's two things I think when I really really kind of break it down one I think human beings have this beautiful, innate, subconscious desire to thrive. Even if it's really, really hard to dig down and find it, it's there. And so I think every cell of our being wants to continue, wants to adapt, wants to grow, wants to move forward. So I think that we have that beautiful subconscious piece that's, that's working for us. And sometimes, like I said, we have to, we, we have to dig for it. Either we have to dig for it because we want to or something dark, challenging, painful, a struggle uh, causes us to need to find it or it just helps that need to live reveal itself with even more power. So yeah. that, that, that subconscious element is something that I've been thinking about a lot since we had that last conversation. Um, and the other thing tying in with like these serendipitous meetings is the curiosity of it all. That's something, the curiosity of it all is what really, really, for me, that's the number one, the, even if it's painful or even if it's dark, if it's joyful, if it's beautiful, if it brings awe, if it's boring, all of those qualities have a curiosity within that if we look at it from that perspective, it's an opportunity for enjoyment and growth, no matter you know, whether it's comfortable or not. So, yeah. um, yeah, yeah, that what curiosity. The, the, speaking of like darkness, uh, 
and you've grown up with it, so it seems so it's part of your history and stuff, but you are the first person I've ever met that had family that were Holocaust survivors. Holocaust survivors, yeah. I mean, I remember being blown away because, you know, I've never known a single person in my I've ever met that actually had a family in it. Yeah. So yeah. I'm sure that resonates just whether you Moving think about forward. it. Yeah, yes. I mean, just yes. that idea of going forward and, and uh, just survival in general. I remember, obviously, it uh, it's an extremely touchy subject, but you opened up uh, the first time I met you about that. And it, yeah. It, 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 or go yeah. on, Ricky, sorry. No, yeah, no, I was just going to say, just to add to you, is that um, uh, I think that speaks to the innate and subconscious drive to live that some people have in them because, you know, my grandparents were, that were Holocaust survivors. They, they weren't having these very conscious conversations that we have now about growth, about healing, you know? That was a different time when things were a little bit more black and white in terms mm-hmm. of the comforts in life or the lack thereof, you, you know, uh, people were just made of different stuff and they were having different kinds of conversations and there were many different priorities. And today as humans, I think we're lucky. We're lucky. It's a luxury to be able to kind of explore the breadth of human existence with, with such depth and, and for doing it, you know, everything from mindfulness to conscious parenting to all of these things before there wasn't really the room or the space to have those conversations. And if they were having those conversations, they were like philosophers that were writing novels and, you know, writing prose. So the Holocaust survivor blood in me. And when I think about my grandparents that survived, it's really, I think about that innate, strong, gritty will of every cell in the body to thrive um, this is actually a strange anal- analogy, kind of like a fungus, like a, like a m- mushrooms, you know, much yeah. fungus is one of, so they, they will seek to find the opening to breathe, to live, to procreate, to, 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 to nurture themselves mm-hmm. and continue to grow, <laughs> not to liken my Holocaust survivor grandparents no, to mushrooms, but I understand you know, it, yeah. it's one of the most ancient and adaptable species this, this, you know, this, this earth has to offer. So I, Actually, I think it's actually a quite interesting analogy. Mm. And all of us have that in us, I think. Yeah. I definitely agree. And yeah. yeah. It's pretty special. Yeah. So have you gone over there at all and seen, like... Yeah. You have? Definitely, yeah. Okay. Well, I lived in Israel for a while. And then um, before my grandfather passed away, he... Um, he insisted that my sister and brother and I go and visit the concentration camp that he was at. And which and one did. was it? Dachau in okay, Germany. Okay, yeah. And my grandmother was in Auschwitz, but I didn't have the chance to meet her. She passed away before oh. uh, we were born. Um, but she, you know, she she made it to Israel after the war and everything. But um, yeah, I I was definitely as a child super 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 curious. Again, here comes his curiosity back. Um, out of the three of my, my brother and sister and I, the most asked my grandparents the most questions about their past. Because um, the story, the narrative the, was just so interesting to me. I think just how the narrative, the stories and 
that you're asking on the, on this podcast about what is it that drives people. I yeah. have a similar curiosity. And so when I meet people that have those beautiful stories of survival, I want to know what, what yeah. I also like, what is, what, what drives what's in us? You? What's yeah. in you? <laughs> yeah. What are you made of? Yeah. It's, it's not just like what drives you. It's, to be it's why like it's just so interesting like yeah uh why is music your main why by the way yeah it really yeah. is yeah yeah i mean i love my friends i love my family but like not not it, one thing that's just come up recently too like the uh, when my health has declined it's the people are surprised that I don't just lay in bed more like because of, you know, seating pain or back pain. I'm like, it just doesn't even seem to me a question that I would think like, why would I stay in bed? Like it just, right. It, I don't right. know. Yeah. I th- and, and to move it, I just thought of in terms of why is it that music is your why? Like, I feel like there's this, there's this, um, almost like a knee-jerk reaction to need to apologize for friends and family not being your major why. I mean, I mean yeah, but that's why. But it's not, like, music, music is your expression. Music yeah. is your fingerprint on this on, on this earth. So, but, yes, your friends and your family are too. Your relationships are beautiful, but that's you, you know? Yeah, the music but is it's, you. It's, it's also been something that's been uh, a key in a lot of my friendships, though. Yes. Like it's it's kind of the the dance, if you will, that I'm able yes. to do with people. Yeah. Um, so many of my friends, I would I've I've taken stock in thinking like, uh, what has maintained this friendship? And right. music's been the the big part in a lot of the that. Is, yeah, just being able to collaborate that way. To language, right? When you think about yeah. it, it's just it's a, it's a it could be one of the what's that book? The five love languages. Music can be the sixth love language. <laughs> yeah. You know, men are from Mars, women are from Venus. Like, yeah, <laughs> I don't know what music, what planet music is, but it's its own universe, brah. It's its well, own and, universe. Well, you, you keep bringing up the word curiosity. Yeah, that's 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 one of the big parts, and uh, wanting to get up and even do it is there's that curiosity of what is going to come next like just last night i created a song kind of out of nowhere with a a new friend that i just met and it was within an hour we had this thing that before didn't uh didn't exist and i think that's the the part that makes me uh that brings me so much joy is like from bringing something into existence. You mean? Yes. Like very much. Yes. Like, yeah, I, I don't, I don't intend to probably have a birth a kid, but to <laughs> me, it's kind of, it's the kind of the closest thing is it is a hundred percent. A hundred percent. I was actually going to say that it is like having a child, you know, but, to bring but, did, something but now creation. do you feel guilty saying that? Absolutely not. Oh. No way. Are you kidding? <laughs> No, 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 no. Comparing, comparing your child to just... Nope, nope. Because in the end, this is going to get super spiritual, or however you want to call it. Okay. In the end, music, if uh, bringing a beautiful, amazing person into the world has the potential to change the world for the better. Yeah, exactly. Bringing a beautiful piece of art or a beautiful piece of music 
also has a potential to change the world for the better Mm -hmm. directly indirectly however you when you birth something beautiful something positive something real whether it's tan what's tangible whether it's intangible you are doing the world a service yes you know it's i hope so yes especially you know if you're if it if you do it with love as you do you know you're not just farting things left and right i mean we do as when we're when we are making music sometimes like it ends up you know, you're just exploring, but yeah. you, you, you do it with love and intention. Same thing with parenting. If you are very intentional about bringing a, a good person, it's a goal when you bring a person into the world for this person to be a good person, you're, 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 you're doing good. You're doing good. Yeah. You know? I completely you agree. Do. And going back to children, by the way, just briefly, I think we can all learn in terms of going back to the, the curiosity conversation. I think looking at how children behave, is an incredible reminder yeah. to how far curiosity can take you, how much it can bring you. Yeah. It's hard for me to, uh, like I have a, a niece and nephews now and, and some of my really close friends are having kids. And it's so crazy for me to think about parents that can have kids and not be... Uh, enamored by that curiosity like we if that was if if today had a uh a uh <clears throat> a subject and just a theme in general i think curiosity would be it that we yeah that's the one touching the upon one. And, and that curiosity uh from children is something that if you're not paying attention to it you're not learning from i think you're missing you, out yeah you're completely missing the point of what it means to learn from a child because uh yeah that's that's the ultimate thing i've learned at least in my relationships with my little niece and nephews is it's it's seeing their curiosity of the world and trying to take it in and keep learning i mean how old are you ricky 35 yeah i'm i just turned 36 i'm like yeah it's it's completely ignorant to think that there's not so much more to learn. Like, Oh yeah, there is, there is definitely. But you know, I think that that doesn't have to give anyone FOMO. Like if they feel like this is it, you know what I mean? Like it's about rather than, rather than making the conversation go towards, I'm only 36 and there's so much more to learn. I think rather to be, and this is where mindfulness comes in, Rather to use every moment, every year, every month, every week, every second, every minute, using those moments and and noticing the universe of curious opportunities within that, within that time frame. You know, I get a little ahead of myself sometimes. Like I'm only, I'm 35. It's, I've lived a lot of life. You know, I've been married, had a child, been divorced and going into a new beautiful relationship as well. Starting businesses, uh, dissolving businesses, starting new businesses, dissolving, but, and yet, so I can be like, look, I've got all of this time to like learn other things, but then that can end up making you complacent. Oh, I've got time. Oh, I've got time. Which is why I think it's important to ask these deep questions and to be super, super astute to all of the opportunities to learn all of these beautiful, curious, uh, uh, serendipitous moments that you, you become an old, wise man every minute, you know? Yeah. 
I completely agree. I like see this like old man with like a long beard, like kind of in, in this like in the in the, like a Buddha position, like, you know. Um, yeah. uh, something else about um, about children and curiosity. We kind of like the, the sad part about that is, I think the way many of us live, we kind of. <sighs> I don't want to say beat it out of them, but we end up like society, how things are going in. We end up, unfortunately, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? We end up pulling out the curiosity from our kids. We want to push them in line, you know, like how we live as adults. Like don't, don't sit, don't sit like that. You should sit, you know, like you should sit like this. Don't chew with your mouth open. You should chew. Don't use your hands for that. Don't touch that. Don't sit there. Don't go over there. And like, we are kind of methodically and subconsciously and without even knowing it sometimes pushing our kids like into this more narrow lane of how, what is the right way to exist. Yeah. So as a parent and then having conversations like this, to remind me and to remind other people, let let your kid, as long as it's safe, to let your child have that breadth of play, of experiences, to yeah. keep their curiosity sharp, to keep yeah. their ability to adapt sharp. They're going to be our innovators, you know? And that's another thing. Like, what you innovate is your baby. What you create is your baby. Music is your baby. You bring that into the world. As, mm-hmm. as adults that want to have children, what we, the child bringing them in, they are our creation. Of course, they go off and have their own life, and that's beautiful to see. But um, yeah. and music, too. You see people will interpret you, your music. You know, you, you birth pieces of music. You birth an album, and then you'll, ha- you'll see people having conversations about each of your pieces of music and coming at it from such a different perspective, having conversations that you would never even dream people would have in conversations about. Just also like, like visual art, you know? Yeah, one, one person th- sees something, one person sees something abstract, one person sees something very uh, literal, one person sees people making love in a, in a photo, in, in a picture, and the other person sees someone eating fruit, like it's all, you know, yeah. interpretation. That could be Freudian too. Very Freudian. <laughs> yeah. Um, one thing, one thing that came to mind when you were talking about that, uh, one of my good friends was talking about his son is like six and he's just, I was like, what do you, what do you tell him when he asks about God, like God and stuff? Like, how are you going to handle that? Then he said he's already dealt with it. And he, he was like, he just reverses the question back. It's just like, what do you think God is? Instead of, mm-hmm. instead of just right away telling what you think, what he needs to hear your interpretation anyways. Right. Right. He just asks like, what do you think God is? And, Right, the co- concepts like that 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 really are abstract, like uh, try to figure out their mind and stuff. Like, I'm guessing that's kind of the same thing we're talking about. A hundred percent, it it is. It, yeah. it, you giving them giving them the leeway, giving them the right of way, not just the leeway, but and and giving them the space. To think in their own own terms, to yeah. feel in their own terms. I actually just when it was a song. There's a, a movement teacher. Um, his name is David something with a G. Anyway, a movement teacher. I listened to his his podcast. I took a couple of his courses, um, online courses, and he he put a song on one of the movement um, 
playlist that he made and it said people think too much and feel too little that's interesting people think too much and feel too little um, yeah. And again, that made me think about children as well. Like if we stop using our, if we stop using like our logical brain so much and instead opened our perception to feeling and to yeah. exploring, man, things would look really different today. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. I, I, I just in the way we talk, we were talking about uh, flipping it on your children and asking them their fault. Thoughts and feelings, one thing I am optimistic about. I think that our generation is becoming more open to that kind of they thing. Are. And I, I I really think I don't know, there's this thing that every generation does where they have to think that the generations before were so much are better, better, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, make, I was gonna make, say like it's like right passage. <laughs> yeah. Why do we suck? I, I really I really think that's a pessimistic way of looking at it and thinking that they all had it right. We just innately are gonna have it wrong. Like I don't know. I think no, what you're saying make I, I caught I, I, I see that totally. And I think that I think it is actually our responsibility, Ryan, to mm-hmm. ask how we can improve. And so rather to frame it like that, as opposed to this is why we suck and the generations before were better. But if we instead look in the mirror and say, we are an amazing generation filled with love, lots of curiosity, trying to figure it out. There's a lot of challenge. What, what can we do better? What did we, what can we learn from them back there? And how can we provide the next ones with what Mm -hmm. we learned? How can we infuse those lessons into the next generation? For sure. Um, and a lot of the times when you're in it, like in our generation and things feel weird, I think that challenge, the challenge of what you're dealing with now can sometimes be misread for we suck as opposed to this is the challenge of our generation. Exactly. And, yeah. how, do, and how do we how do we overcome it? How do we overcome those challenges with awareness? And and then how do we make sure that our kids, we pass the lessons to them? Mm-hmm. But I do love us. I do love <laughs> us. <laughs> yeah like uh, at what point even if it was better at what point would we really say okay America is great again yeah like what yeah. what day is that actually going to wake up and say okay we finally hit that point I feel right. like I don't know it's just trickery we should, if, if we as people if we as people I mean I think it's a nice gesture to think about it that way but if we as people know that the work is never done yeah. in ter- uh, it, personally then why would we put that kind of pressure you know on our con- on our country to be good again mm-hmm. um, you know to get to that point um, yes. rather it's like let's be what should what should the phrase have been? Let's be on the let's be on the path of to self self reliance again. Let's be on the path to improvement again. Yeah, you know. And I think I really do believe, which is why it's so beautiful that we're having this conversation. I do believe, even though you know, I'm not really big on politics and stuff like mm. that. Um, I, I don't, I don't, I I just try. To, I don't know. I shouldn't stay away from it, but I'll, I sometimes get a little bit overwhelmed by all the oh, narratives. I, of what's I, happening. I steer away completely. But what I will say is I do believe in my heart of hearts that it's an individual 
um, journey that we need to take as well. That's as important as a society that the health of the society really does come from the, 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 um, the individual, um, and then the family. So it starts here. Yeah. Um, do you, as you, as a human, is it important for you to learn how to be reliant, to learn how to love yourself, to know how to be aware, to know how to be a better person, to want to always become the best version of yourself? If every human did that in and then in community and then in the larger community and then in country and then in world, you know, sorry to sound like Miss America, but that would be like world peace. Oh, you yeah. Know? So it's really up to us, I think, individually. Um and that will go, I think that would go a lot further than what people, what people think. And, and that isn't me detracting from the importance of, uh, political country, diplomacy, all of those things. The collective. And how we are. The yeah. collective. Thank you of those. That's a good word. But, yeah. um, they, they go hand in hand. They go hand in hand. Yes. And that's For another sure. thing to add to the, the to curiosity as being our, the main, um, Theme. drive in our conversation curiosity is definitely the main theme, but, um, also another thing that drives me, that keeps me going is this journey of mm -hmm. self improvement of optimization of, um, becoming the best version of myself I possibly can, you know, yeah. just for just basically to make the world a better place. I know that's kind of, that's very broad, but, but why not? You know, why not? We're, we're a world of, however many billion people we are now. So if it's a goal of mine to wake up in the morning and be the best version of myself as just one of these humans around on this planet. Like I think it's a perfectly um, valid, valid goal, you know, valid reason to want to wake up in the morning and, and do good things and make music and be a good parent and be a good therapist. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. You never, we never really, identified but yeah that's your occupation correct yeah mm -hmm. i've got i've got many different occupations <laughs> i'm well, an occupational therapist and i'm a doula and i'm an infant um, sleep specialist so all of those really all of those tie in together beautifully and what it ends up looking like is this amazing network i realize of skills that i've developed that have allowed me to keep myself sharp in my journey towards self-improvement um, and also to help um, people and specifically new parents feel empowered and confident in, in um, bringing their children into the world and raising good children. Yeah. Yeah. And a big, uh, maybe the most important thing they ever do is to pass it along. And... Yeah. Well, Ricky, I, I think I accomplished with you what exactly... What I was hoping to do, which is Yay. kind of this big, broad, existential <laughs> dissection. But one thing that I also love about you is you don't have any uh, qualms and insecurities about the big uh, give piece of chance flag that you kind of always wave. And, and that's right. what I really enjoy about you. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. You're amazing, Ryan. I know you get this a lot, but you're a real inspiration. Well, you're inspiring. And the main reason why you're inspiration, at least to me, is because you hold people accountable to asking important questions. 
Yeah, well, you know, through your through your music, you know, through these kinds of conversations and relationships, um, and I love that about you. Yeah, I mean, I I really appreciate you saying that, but I feel the same way about you and all these other important people in my life, and yeah, accountability is something that's it's really cool. Like I I think it's it it can it can seem kind of invasive. But I, I try to keep a lot of my friends that are artists even accountable because it's like, uh, you know, it, it, it does feel pushy. But it's also like I see so much fire in people and I know that that's the most important thing in their life is that fire. Mm-hmm. And I try to, I don't know, get people to understand that more because... Uh, I think that's also one of the most important things in life. Is I think to that's encourage, what we're doing here. Yeah, encourage other people in their passions and pursuits because that's what that's what we're here for. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Thank you so much, Ryan, for for um, including me no, in yeah. this journey and including me in this project. Well, thank you, Ricky, and I'm glad we. Yeah. Uh, we're able to talk today. I'm glad we've kept up our friendship and our collaborations and I just really to appreciate more, it. To many more. To many yeah, more. Yeah, I hope so too. And mm-hmm. hopefully someday you pop on an airplane and get to Wichita I know. too. I know. Really Maybe cool. when it gets warmer. When it gets yeah. warmer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, if, yeah. You haven't identified this It'll either, happen. but you live in uh, is it LA? Okay, Los Angeles, yeah. Yeah, LA. yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. The smog <laughs> capital. Yes, yes. Well, there's some beautiful parts. There's some really beautiful parts. But, yeah, I'll make that happen, Ryan, for sure. I will. Yeah. Well, good to talk to you, Ricky. I'm glad we good finally got this you. to work. Yes, same. Okay. Well, All we're right. going to end it. Talk Thank soon. you, Ricky. Yep. Talk to you soon. Yep. Talk to you soon, too, Ricky. Today's episode of Why Do You is brought to you in part by Xcode Marketing. Special thanks to Taylor Martin for designing our logo, Old Dog Trey for composing our podcast theme, and providing additional technical assistance. My brother Blake for helping me get this podcast up and off the ground. Thanks for tuning in for today's episode. Stay posted for updates. I'm your host, Ryan Benton. Until next time, keep doing whatever it is you do.